am sitting here at the 73rd annual Worldcon in Spokane. And um, I guess today is PJ. PJ, why don't you tell people who you are and what you do? I'm PJ Manny, and I am a writer, mm-hmm. a futurist, a former movie executive, former television writer, and I'm now writing books about human enhancement and biotechnology. Cool. I've seen both television shows and movies. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything I would have seen or known about? Yes. Okay. Uh, wrote for Xena Warrior Princess, Hercules uh, Legendary Journeys, uh, uh, wrote about or was producer on about a dozen pilot scripts. Mm-hmm. Sadly, none of them went to, uh, to that's production. The way, that's the way of Hollywood. That's the though. way of yeah. Hollywood. There's tons uh, of scripts. And it drove me to write my novel, sure. <laughs> which was now has two sequels that 47 North has uh, lovingly purchased. Cool. Uh, and I have those coming out probably in 2000, late six, 16, early 17, and probably a year after that for book three. That's awesome. So uh, I had two questions that came to mind. Uh, I'm still sad about Eolus. Aww. <laughs> love, love Eolus. And in fact, uh, the actor played Eolus is the godfather to my children. Really? Really. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> He was he was he was cool. I really liked him, and 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 I get what they did later on in the show, but but still, you know, it's one of those. It's it's like wash. It's too soon. <laughs> and, and the second question: Do you do you care at all? Do you have any opinions on the the rumors of Xena rebooting? No real opinions. I hope it all goes well. Mm-hmm. Don't know how much involvement uh, Lucy will have or not. But, they keep uh, going back and forth on that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I actually know no more than the general public. Okay, I'm just curious. It, do you do you care at all? Does it? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I, you know, I made my bones in the entertainment business, so you can't really get too attached to the things you've worked on. Gotcha. Because you ultimately have no control over them. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. In genre, people do get very attached. Yes. I get attached. You know, and I've known people like I knew. I know someone who worked on Babylon 5 and so they are to this day devoted to Babylon 5 you know they 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 will tell you that oh there's the scene and if you look in the crowd that's me you know that that kind of stuff and and so some people do get really really attached yeah uh, I'm the kind of person who likes to move on to the next project gotcha <laughs> so I've got my next project, which is great. Uh, <laughs> I've got, and I've got a lot to write. Uh, so, Revolution came out in June. Sure. And, and this is Forty Seven North. Forty Seven North through through Amazon. Forty Seven North. Okay. And that's their sci-fi imprint. Correct. Okay. Correct. Sci-fi, fantasy, horror. Mm-hmm. And the next books are Identity and Conscience. Okay. So those are my next projects, and I like to look forward, not back. Well, well give us the gist of it. I mean, okay, so sure. the, the current book. The current book is about a biotechnologist who creates brain-computer interfaces. Mm-hmm. He works in nanotechnology. He's trying to cure Alzheimer's. And there are people who want his technologies for things that are not going to be positive, sure. for things that are going to be very negative to society. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a revenge story, very Count of Monte Cristo, uh, where they leave him for dead he has to change everything about himself, including making himself more than human. Okay. And kick ass. <laughs> and wreak revenge on the people who tried to destroy him. Okay. So it's uh, very, both action-packed and very sort of deep character analysis of what is it like to have your mind, mind augmented. Mm-hmm. Because that's something we look at from... A futurist standpoint, and we think about all the lovely things that could happen if we had augmented memory, 
augmented skills, mm -hmm. etc., augmented emotions. But what happens when it happens to you on the fly, cowboy style? It's, you know, you don't have double-blind experiments all behind you. You have to do this to save your life and save everybody else's. And what ensues? What difficulties mm -hmm. can ensue in your brain? Right. It's not all positive. So it, that was the fun thing to develop. You know, what happens when you can't forget? Okay, yeah. Trauma is really bad mm -hmm. if you can't forget. Uh, and it can hobble people. So all the things that can actually, where on one hand, it seems like, wow, I really want that. I, I, I never want to forget again. But all the things that can actually hobble you from having too perfect a brain. Right. There's that, there, was, there was that show, TV show, with the, the lady who couldn't forget. Yeah. And I remember my mom just ate it up. Thought it was the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. And I'm sitting there going, what? No. Because they, I don't know. So, yeah, I, can, I could see where that would really mess you up. You know, I mean, it makes for an interesting protagonist. It does, frankly. yeah. So it sounds like you you had to do a lot of research into the brain and how things function. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Gave myself some serious courses in neuroscience. Okay. Um, and also in upcoming technologies. So almost everything I write about in the book is in some form of R and D. I discuss prosthetic hippocampuses. Mm -hmm. uh, that's being done right now at USC. Oh wow. Uh, I talk about endovascular nanowire implants that's being researched at NYU there are this variety of of techniques oh also in the nanomedicine there's a lot of nanomedicine in it uh, more theoretically based on um, Ralph Merkel and um, Robert Freitas okay but that stuff which just five years ago was completely theoretical and no one would would ever think to imagine it to be real mm -hmm. is now actually being developed in yeah. universities around the world well yeah I mean you look at you know in the 70s we had the bionic man right. and now we have soldiers who have very close to bionic exactly limbs right. you know being put on exactly right so that's kind of cool now there there's been a lot of and there still is believe it or not confusion over what 47 north slash Amazon is because mm -hmm. a lot of people know that there's the Kindle publishing which right. is where you do it yourself self publishing exactly right and then but they actually created a publishing house which is 47 North that goes out and, and buys stories from authors like yourself. What was that process like for you? It was actually fantastic. So they are in some ways like a traditional publisher. Either your agent sends the material or you query them. I actually cold queried them. I, at the time when I first contacted them, it was a little bit like a black box company in that it was very hard to figure out who was actually inside the company. Right. They, they weren't ready to sort of come out of their shell quite yet. And, uh, I got a name with an Amazon email, mm -hmm. and I sent it into the void and thought, I'll never hear back. And three weeks later, I got contacted by Jason Kirk at 47 North and said, hey, I'm really interested. Um, this is really in interesting. Yeah. Both, it wasn't only the, the book itself, but I'd also pitched the future of the book, because as a futurist and as somebody who grew up with a very famous bibliophile, there was, for me, a lot of interest in where's the book going and what, what is the potential for, for books. My protagonist problem solves through music. Okay. So I really wanted a multimedia experience. Sadly, that is not available to every Kindle user, so it was not seem, deemed fair <laughs> to have two ver different versions of a Kindle production. Mm -hmm. But at some point, the technology will be there, and 
I'm hoping that after all three books come out, maybe we can reissue it as the multimedia experience I'd hoped it would be. Okay. Well, and I'm an Apple person, so I will throw Me it too. out there that iBooks does that. You know, they can do the multimedia ebook kind of thing. Yes. So, yeah. so it's, uh, they've been fantastic. They've provided every service a traditional publisher does. Mm-hmm. They made the most gorgeous cover for my book. Uh, it's won some weblog awards nice they've uh i had edited the book ahead of time so they had minimal editing editing that they needed to do but i know in the future books i'm just going to give them (laughs) the book to completely edit okay and they've been incredibly supportive with pr in fact many of my traditional publishing friends are intensely jealous (laughs) uh because i have more contact with my publishers than they have over decades (laughs) of work with them so i'm really blessed that sounds awesome. Yeah, these are the things that people don't understand because they 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 throw it into the self publishing, and it's not. It's not they enough. are trying to be a traditional publisher, they and they're are. doing a lot of stuff here at Worldcon. Yes, they are. They're uh, we're going to have a big meet and greet all the forty seven North authors on Saturday, and uh, so we'll be doing autographs, meet the authors, talk to everybody, um, so they can understand. You know, and it's not just new authors like me. Greg Bear mm-hmm. is is a forty seven North author. Um, Neil Stevenson is working with 47 North. So there are some major powerhouses who've decided, yeah, this is really cool. I'd like to participate in sort of this new world of publishing. Um, It's been a really interesting experience because the business model is so different. And your story, you're using some some current theoretical stuff, some things that are are actually practical application. So is this a near future? It's near future, yes. Um, I'm being optimistic that it could be used any time in this technology, any time in the near future. I'm more than aware of how long scientific innovation takes to reach the general public, uh, or even somebody who's working in it and then being able to apply it to themselves. Right. Um, So it's anachronistic in that sense. But uh, I really wanted to play with the notions of what happens with brain technologies when you don't have time to think through all the ethical implications. Gotcha. And what's the what's the setting as far as, you said you were from Southern California, where where is the set? The, this is set a little bit in Southern California, but mostly Silicon Valley, Washington. Okay. Uh, there's a big governmental big bad, etc. So there's, um, it's very much in the world, uh, existing world of biotechnology. Palo Alto, etc. Okay. I, I Listeners know I grew up in Fresno, so I'm I'm pretty familiar with California. Um, did you did you have to go to any other places like to research? Like if you're living in Southern California, you kind of know. But did you have to go? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I was spending time at Stanford. Uh, in fact, so if close readers will say, "Wait, I know that street <laughs> at Stanford. I know that house." Um, so I, I, you know, I, there's a house in San Francisco. I went that one. <laughs> That's where Carter lives. Um, so uh, if you know these places, you'll go. Oh my God, she's actually been there. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's funny because I forget what it was. Um, oh, it was the the Mentalist was set in in California. That was the California Bureau of Investigation, right. <laughs> and they went to Fresno. And I was watching it, and I'm going, that's not Fresno. Oh, no, that was just the valley. 
That wasn't even the valley. Really? It was Vancouver. They weren't oh, shooting. Oh, they were shooting Vancouver. Yeah, okay, they weren't. Right, I, okay. It had to be because there, there's no houses that look like that in Fresno. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and so I'm just like, that's not Fresno. So I, I get what you're saying. It's like when you know that area, you're going, oh, I know that. I know this. I know that. You know, I, I wrote a story that was set on, uh, I mentioned Colfax in Denver. And people from Denver went, I know that corner. I know what you're talking. So that that's always a nice little plug. And, and a way to pull people in because they're like, oh, I know that. I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, so every, almost every place that I can think of, I mean, I even wrote about my hometown, uh, <laughs> almost every single place I can think of, I've been there. Okay. And so you, you've got a plan for the, the series, yes. right? You, how many books are you wanting to Two more to books. It'll be two a trilogy. More. Okay, so it'll be, it'll be a trilogy. So the other two books written yet? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Outlined? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, number two is outlined. Okay. Uh, number three, I have a, a, a basic idea of where the story is going. So you're an outliner. I'm an outliner. Okay. I'm, I'm a plotter. Um, it comes from being in film and television. Sure. You always have to know where you're going, and it usually comes within constructs. Well, obviously, you never saw Lost. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> so you plot everything out, you 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 outline, so you know. And did you, did you do the whole trilogy, or are you just doing like individual books? No, I, well, originally I did the first book by itself, and I left it open. Okay. And my editor said, "Where do you see it going?" I said, "Well, I'll be honest with you. I'd love to know where it goes. I don't know where it goes yet." And okay. he's like, "Figure out where it goes." So I didn't want to presume it was a trilogy. I wanted to give the author, the readers, an opportunity to have an out. Sure. But one and done if they want to. Right, exactly. But it does open up these enormous questions, and because of what the protagonist does is so revolutionary on both the political, social, and biological level, he opens up an enormous set of unintended consequences. Okay. And so that's what I'm exploring in the next two books. Uh, it seems like. It, you wonder where where does she go from here, um, but he has created a cascading effect for our daily lives and what's going to happen now as the American Empire changes that he now must deal with. Okay. He doesn't want to deal with it. He's would like to be where he is right at the end of the book, uh, but he now has to, in essence, come out of retirement and. Deal with the consequences oh, he has wrought. Okay, yeah, because it, it's gonna it's gonna go beyond him, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, it's okay. and 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 he is left in a form, and I don't want too many spoilers. Sure. He's left in a form that makes it hard to kick ass, and he has to rectify that. Okay. Um. So he has to come back to a purely human form. Well, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So, are are you gonna do anything else beyond this? You're gonna do some short stories, maybe tie in or? Uh, no, I don't think I'll do. I don't think I'll expand the universe so far. You know, never say never. Sure. I didn't know I was writing two other books until after my editor right. asked me. <laughs> um, but the short story form, because I come mostly from movies, that's what I was an executive in mm-hmm. for many years. I think mostly in terms of big stories. I find it hard actually to think in terms of a small, perfectly formed snippet and and am unbelievably impressed by the great short story writers. To me they're they're like (laughs) in some ways it's harder. Every time I have ever sat down to write a short story It got big. It got big. Yeah. (laughs) 
and, it, and I mean, I, I, had, I had an author reading here at Worldcon yesterday, and my my friend and I, I'm sitting there going, I, up to the moment, I, I said, I don't know what I'm going to read. And he was like, well, you just need to read a short story. What's, what's you know, how, how long is this one? 7,500 words. Well, how long is this one? Right. 8,500 words. Well, how long is this one? 5,500 words. How long is this one? And finally, he's just like, all right, pick the shortest one or pick, the, pick this one or this one because I'm the same way. It's like I always end up going way bigger and, and not smaller. My dear, go big or go home. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I, work, I work for Golf Tech, and we, and we say that all the time. Okay. <laughs> G-bash. It's uh, go big uh, or G-bosh. Go big or stay home. There That's you what go. we call it. So believe it or not, we're actually running out of time. So I want to I wanna give you the opportunity to tell our listeners anything else about your story, anything that you haven't already covered that you want them to know about you. Oh, golly. Right? <laughs> right? Well, in terms of the story, uh, it's both – what's nice about, I think, what I've been able to craft is that it's both – Deeply appreciated by people who read science fiction okay. and, and love science fiction. But also, I've, I've, I think, performed a bit of a high-wire act. Also appreciated by people who actually have no... Who've never read science fiction. Um, so, so you don't go too hard into the science? I go relatively hard into the science. Oh, really? Okay. I do, but in a way that's more psychological okay. than, than nuts and bolts. Gotcha. And... My mother is, uh, well, when we did Hercules and Xena, my mother jokingly was referred to as the Vox Populi. So she was a fan of the shows, the least geeky person on the planet. And we knew that if she understood everything and she was into it, we were good to go. Right. Um, so when my mother read my book, and she's like, this is so exciting, I love this, and I knew I was good to go. Okay. Because I already knew... My science fiction friends really appreciated it, but that someone like my mother could also appreciate it was that's awesome. Key. Yeah, passed the mom test. I passed the mom test. It was, <laughs> you know, she, thank God for her. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so that's one thing, and uh, and the other thing is, you know, I'm I'm available. PJManny.com is where you'll find me. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, and. G, uh, Google Plus, and I'm just out there. LinkedIn, you name it, I'm there. So you'll find articles I've written for Boing Boing and Live Science and whatever. And uh, very cool. Come find me. Awesome. And if someone wants an autograph, can they get an autographed copy? Uh, yes, I'm going to be signing a whole bunch this weekend. Sure, but I mean, like, uh, if they want, obviously this. Oh, is I see play what you're saying. Got so it. if they yes. want one, can they reach out to you on your website and get a, a signed copy sent? I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> and if you have any, any advice, I'd be all ears. <laughs> okay, we can talk about it after. <laughs> well, this has been a wonderful interview and, and, and conversation, so I'm so happy that you you were one of the folks who said, I want a Worldcon interview. And I also just wanted to meet you. That's awesome. So this was wonderful. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Hugo Award-winning SF Signal podcast. Your host is Patrick Hester, an author, a blogger, and a functional nerd. His website is www.atfmb.com, which stands for All Things From My Brain. ATFMB is also his Twitter handle and where you can find him on Facebook. Our podcast is available for download every week at sfsignal.com or via iTunes. 
look for the links to subscribe in the sidebar at sfsignal.com or search SF Signal in iTunes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends and have them tell their friends and their friends and so on and so on. Visit the Hugo Award-winning sfsignal.com for all of your speculative fiction needs. John D. and the SF Signal regulars offer up new content every day. From weekly mind melts featuring your favorite authors, editors, and artists from the SF and F field, to book reviews, original articles and essays, fiction deals, movie reviews, videos, links and roundup posts, and more. Click the RSS button in the sidebar of your browser to ensure you never miss a post. The SF Signal podcast is powered by the Functional Nerds. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Angry um, robot. It's like talking to a child. Magic wooey. Thinking and crap. I don't even know what hey. the horseman is. And scene, you bastard.